0: What's up, fam? You know what time it is.
1: Let's Let's get get into this! You look at that, I fucking remembered! You did it, you fuck, you did it! You did it, you did it!
0: Yeah, you did it! Oh, what's up,
1: everybody? What's What's up, people?
0: Ah, we are back in the saddle again. In the saddle again. I knew that was coming. And One of us is gonna say it's gonna be me or you. Not. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can't say that statement without singing that song. But uh, you know. well,
0: yeah, it's good to be back, so, horror fan. Good to be back. Yeah,
1: good to have my buddy sitting across the table from Man, me. Man, I'm telling you, dude. I I got some suck his dick before the end of this episode,
0: and he will, and he
1: will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mass genocide. You know, you never know
1: what'll happen on our show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, no, but you know it's. Uh, I just, man, I'm telling you, I got a lot of stuff going on in my mind, mm. and there's things yeah. I'm wanting to do, and things that me and my wife are wanting to do, and it's kind of like time to make some life choices and say fuck it and oh, go shit and go for it. You We're know? making choices. You know, saying some, you know, stuff. That's gonna affect, part. That's gonna affect your fucking ass too. Oh.
1: oh. Yeah. I like it when he affects my aunt.
0: <laughs> I didn't say infects. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Sorry. I didn't graduate high school. I don't know the
0: window. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good one.
1: Folks. Here we are. It's going to be a fucking good one.
0: Like that malt, <laughs> m- m- fucking applesauce commercial or whatever, apple juice commercial. The
1: fucking muscleman?
0: No, the fucking oh. little girl. <laughs> She's like, is that good applesauce? He's like, good. Go fucking, fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> She's like three years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I it's like, it. Mott's fucking good apple juice. <laughs> 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 that little girl, man. She's literally pausing She's like, good Fucking good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I ain't seen that. I'm gonna have to check I'll that. show you later. Oh my God, I gotta see Dude, that. Dude, it's
0: fucking hilarious. Holy shit. It's kind of like the little girl <laughs> with the Chucky. Did you see the Chucky one? the the Irish lady no. Irish or Scottish so this little God girl damn, I don't
1: watch enough TV <laughs> this
0: well this is just a um accent on oh TV. ads yeah on ads fucking, and shit yeah. but yeah, showed, you don't
1: watch no fucking TV yeah I don't watch TV <laughs> so
0: but uh no they had this uh <laughs> this Scottish lady she's talking to her uh, daughter she's like and what happened who was it and she's like Chucky. Chucky? Fucking Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> and her mom's like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but it's fucking funny. She's like, Chucky? Fucking Chucky? <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> I'm sure most oh, of our people shit. have seen it. It's fucking funny. He's
1: got me gagging over here.
0: Already. <laughs>
1: Already. I ain't even got his it. Oh, So what the fuck you been doing, brother? Oh, dude. Uh, honestly, I've been working... <sighs> um, Me too. Uh, I worked some more, and then the other day, I worked. Sweet. <laughs> Hell, I just did that today. Yeah. On my uh, day off. Yeah, you, motherfucker. you fucking working your fucking dick off. Fuck, I'm telling you, dude. And it's I not mean, I can the... tell when you try to put it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can tell you
1: lost an inch or two. Jesus. Can you feel it? kind of episode. Can you feel it? No, no I really know, can't. Uh, exactly. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I really can't are you in yet
0: uh you in done yet? are you done
1: <laughs> uh, oh i get that all the time will you hurry up jesus christ my soaps are on
0: <laughs>
1: god damn it i got real housewives of atlanta oh uh,
0: shit man i tell you what
1: it's funny i've ca- i finally got my wife away from watching no shows with me you know what i do every time she watches them i'm like wow that chick's got some nice titties. <laughs> <laughs> because because they around. all wear they all wear these low cut shirts, of course. And shit, you know, and so that's I'm, what sells. You know, so she's like, oh, Real Housewives of Orange County. It's like, mmm, that chick's got some nice titties. That's some Orange County over there, huh? See, that's the whole point, man. It's like the uh, other day she's watching the fucking MacGyver or something, and I'm MacGyver. like, that dude's got some nice titties. <laughs> I just see them everywhere. He's like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Jesus! Yeah, 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 we're back.
0: You guys know you asked I'm for back. it. You fucking asked for it, and we're here.
1: Yes, I got yelled at yes.
0: today by a coworker. Nice, Dylan. I I'll give happened. Dylan a shout out. He'll be listening to
1: this. Dylan, so. you're a fucking dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. No, he's a good. Dude. He's a good kid. He uh, he told me today though. He's like, I said something about um. He has a podcast, or him and another guy have a podcast, yeah. something like that. But anyway, It's not
1: as good as ours.
0: <laughs> soon to be. Soon to be. Soon to be. But no, he was like, uh, he was talking about a podcast, and I was like. <laughs> Maybe we ought to swap co-hosts. For <laughs> yeah, no shit.
1: <laughs> Boy, that would fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're
0: good. They're, they're They're cool. They're oh, good. Oh, okay. Right on. They're right. But no, he uh he's like, uh he has had something about my podcast. He's like, oh, you guys put out episodes?
1: <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. That's it. This motherfuckers going out tonight. Uh,
0: nice shit. So Thursday, I'll January thirteenth. I'm gonna tell Dylan. They gave you a special shout out. You better listen. You fuck. Some bitch. But he guys listen all the time. So yeah, cool. You know, it's cool. it's a. Uh, well, Dylan, thanks for listening. You know, man, you it's fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be laughing at that. Oh. No, dude, it is good to fucking be back. And I just, yeah. man, there's a lot of things going on, and it's. Uh, I don't know. It's I'm at a moment. In time, where I need to make a decision on things and do shit. Same thing with my wife, you know. We've got some things that we want to, you know. Don't make decisions too fast. Nah. Yeah. Well, Take this your has been your moment passes. This has been years. Yeah, this has been years in the making, you know. Oh. So I don't know. I, I I want you won't do it if you don't do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know? You're right. I mean, you got to fucking shudder Get off the pot. Yeah. So it's you know? like, man,
0: let's just say fuck it and go for it, you know, and. <laughs>
1: That's scary sometimes, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, but you gotta have confidence, and you gotta go into it a hundred fucking percent, man. You know, yeah. you know, and I gotta be honest with you, dude. Like with this podcast, not only does it give me and you a chance to hang out and just fucking talk and yeah about shit we like have and time. have a good time, but it's something that we love to do. And yeah, not absolutely. not only that, but we've met so many cool ass people through this podcast. Oh, God, dude. We have gone to some. I, Fucking going to conventions, man. We only been to one, and I'm like hooked already.
1: You know, it's like dude that was so fucking funny the other day. You fucking texted me. You're like, don't you think it's weird that fucking Jerry Pauly is re- uh, responding to your fucking Facebook yeah. and shit? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, fucking Justin Rummel's all over my ass too, from mysterious circumstances. Yeah, <laughs> I dude, don't know so how it's, the hell that happened? And but, it's cool uh, though. Justin we, Rummel and Jerry Pauly both very fucking cool dudes, man. And it's the people we get to meet, and then. You know it's uh speaking of conventions, I did look at getting us a booth for the America Haunted conference this year mm-hmm. uh it's like two hundred and seventy five bucks I think yeah, and uh, basically it gives you a booth for both days uh, they give you a table a, a I could uh, tell you this, skirt, fucking all that shit. No matter
0: yeah. what happens, I'm gonna make sure my phone's turned down before I do it, pull a dick. I'm gonna me. make
1: sure the microphone's not on before he tells his boss to fuck off.
0: Um, no, no, <laughs> just kidding. Unfortunately, but no, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I am going to definitely be taking those days off. Yeah. And we're well, going to and, go. And for we'll a talk week. about
1: that after we get done here. Um because I just looked at that a few days ago. You know, um, there there is space available, but we need to do it quick if we're gonna do and it. I wanted to and I And we need wife. to we need to figure out if we wanna do that. You know. I had so, a good time we'll, we'll, last year. Oh dude, I had a blast. I mean this- But I, I am kinda concerned about us having a this set up somewhere. You know, and then us having to stay there. Because yeah. you know how we are? We're gonna be like, oh motherfucking Troy Taylor, we gotta go talk to him. And motherfucking Luke Nalaborski, we gotta go talk to him.
0: Yeah, like and, the Sunspot, you know. I mean, you know? And, and, yeah, Sunspot's gonna be there. Yeah. I uh my 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 thing is too, uh that's what sucks is we gotta bring it up, is like fucking Am I gonna be able to go? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Cause and, of the vaccine yeah. shit and yeah. all that bullshit, you know. Uh, it's kind of like a fucking yeah. Everything's a fucking hassle. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I know if they're that. I don't know if they're gonna push that issue or not. Yeah, I don't think about that. But. I don't think it will. They didn't do it
1: last year. No. They didn't. They didn't. It was funny Troy kept bringing it up though. Yeah. And uh who's the girl? Julie, I think is her name. Is ah, fuck. Like I, feel like,
0: I feel like an ass like, if i didn't hot as fuck chick. I feel like oh, an ass no. if I didn't if I didn't remember her
1: name and uh. But uh, she kept giving him shit about it. We're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... It was like, yeah. So, anyways... Alright, we're going to have to cancel the show. I can't find my lighter. Uh, You just had it in your fucking... I I know. I know I did. Uh, Anyway. He's losing his shit. I'm done. Have a a good night, folks. (laughs) (laughs) But no, um... So, uh... I, uh... I can fucking pull everything out of my pocket. Just to get it? Just to get it. So Look at my fucking wallet. It's empty. It's, it's got a $10 bill on it. <laughs> Look at here. Because we make so much money during our show. <laughs> um, <but laughs> Don't you know.
0: Anyway. But yeah, I, um, I am <laughs> super excited about doing that stuff. So I just hope it all works. And then you know what? We're going to fucking start doing our own fucking convention and bring us the people to us. You know? Have a nice badass setup and great times,
1: cool people. You know, and it's so funny every every time we bring that up with somebody, they're all like, "Fuck yeah, i can come to your show."
0: You oh, they they will do it. If
1: you guys fucking did a convention, I if you
0: build it, a- they will come.
1: Oh, dude. The if natural you build it, they
0: will come. I'm telling you. So yeah, El all natural. all of our podcast fucking homies and homets out there, you guys know that in the making, we got some
1: cool shit coming out. Dude, down and s- uh, you know some of our best buds on the podcast network are so fucking far away. Yeah, the only one I'm yeah. really worried about is Big Bill. Bill, and I really want Bill to Bunch come down. Bill?
0: I want, I want yeah, to meet all these dude. guys in person, but I definitely dude, want to meet. I Bill just
1: want to fucking give old fucking Bill a fucking hug. I just want to give him a tuggy. A tuggy, <laughs> a tuggy. Ryan's gonna give you a mouth hug.
0: <laughs> Let me embrace you. Let me embrace if you. If you guys
1: haven't listened to a fucking Bill show, he does a show, well, he does several shows. Yeah, uh, he's way. on Phantom Galaxy with Nathan Barlball. Uh, he's Straight, on Land of the Creeps. Strange Frequencies. Fucking fantastic fucking Greg Mortis. Greg Morgan. Dave Becca, Becca. Becker. Becker. Love them guys. Love them guys. Dave um, just gave us a good shout out today. He uh, listened, to a, listened to a show we did with Greg... Uh, with Greg, uh, back on, uh, our favorite decapitations on. Yeah. Horns. Yeah. Yeah. Heads were rolling in that. Fucking episode. Good shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking cool, man. Good it shit. Cool. So, so what are we going to get into? So, you know, we talk about all kinds of shit, but I want to get into the story because I've kind of fucking got into it the past few days. And I can't stop watching. Oh, thank God the heat kicked on. I just farted. Was, my penis was cold. <laughs> that's, my, what this, that's my excuse, too. My, my penis is cold. But uh, anyway. It's an any. <laughs> so I'm going to start this off by giving you a list of names. Okay? And the list of names are Sonia Larson, Christina Powell, Krista Hoyt, Manny... Taboda. Taboda. And Tracy Paulus. Not Tracy Pauli. Not Tracy Pauli. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Tracy. Uh, Tracy Paulus. What we're going to talk about tonight, guys, is the Gainesville Ripper. The Gainesville Ripper. Uh, this, if, if, if you're old like we are, you may remember it because it was all over the news. Uh, this tragedy, really occurred in uh, the latter half of 1990. Um, and it's a crazy story, and I kind of did some research and some reading on it, and then I watched a documentary about it, and after I watched a documentary about it, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I, see, it, I see that. Um, and then all of a sudden I saw a better documentary about it and was actually sitting there with my mouth wide open like holy fuck because they fucking blew it out of the water yeah i I was just (laughs) like holy shit so we're just going to get into this a little bit here um in august of 1990 uh sonia larson and Krista powell were starting their freshman year at university of florida university of florida is the home of the gators in gainesville florida uh they I remember the families were trying to get a dorm room for Sonia Larson. They couldn't find a dorm room. Well Sonia and Christy had met over the summer. Uh they were doing like a work program and they had met and they'd mm-hmm. become friends. Well they were both starting their freshman year at the college that year. So the families got together and Decided, well, let's see if we can find them an apartment off campus. Um, they really wanted them to have a dorm room, but all the dorm rooms were already taken, so they couldn't get in there. So they were forced to get an apartment off campus. Uh, they ended up getting a an apartment at a place called the Warensburg Apartment Complex, uh, just, off, just off campus. Uh, the families rented them a, this apartment. And the girls went there. As they were moving stuff in, uh, they had, uh, Sonia had a sister and a brother-in-law that were going to bring her some furniture. They moved in on a Friday night. On Saturday morning, her sister and her brother-in-law were going to bring her some furniture for the new apartment. Uh, they get there, knocking on the door, can 't get anybody to respond uh, waited around. they never could get anybody to answer the door, so they called sonya 's mother and said, "Hey, w- you know can you call her and see if we can get a you know yep. we 've got this furniture we 're trying to get it in there and get it unloaded. Uh, she tried to call her several times, never could get an answer on the phone, so she decided to call. Uh, Christie's parents, the Powell family, uh, she figured they live closer to Gainesville. They could go there and see what was going on. Mm-hmm. So the Powell family never could get a hold of them either. So the Powell family went to Gainesville, and they got to the apartment complex. No response at the door. Can't get in the apartment. So they contact the maintenance man at the apartment complex, and he... Says, okay, you know, I'll, uh, we'll we'll get you in there. Well, he had the foresight of, I need to contact the police before we go in there, because he couldn't get any kind of response from the door either. Yeah. So he contacts the police department there in Gainesville, and they send two officers over. And after the officers get there, they. The maintenance man gains entry into the apartment. Well, the first thing that he sees is uh Christy Powell's body in the living room. Oh shit. So think about this. Her mother and father are standing outside on the porch, right behind the police. The maintenance man runs out of the apartment and immediately starts puking. So they're like, what in the hell is going on in there? So the police enter. They find Christy Powell's body in the living room. uh, And they decide to go further into the apartment. They go upstairs. Uh, Like I said, Christy Powell was downstairs. Uh, Sonia Larson... Was in her bed. She had a water bed. Both girls had been murdered, mutilated, and posed in provocative positions. What they surmised happened here. They could tell this is this is a big investigation. Yeah. It's kind of kind of going to be a long story, but we'll get through it as fast as we can. So. Basically, what had happened is, is these two girls had been gagged with duct tape. Their hands had been uh, taped together, bound together behind. They had been bound together behind their backs. They had been forced to lay on their stomachs while the killer stabbed them in the back, killing them both. What he would do, though, is afterwards he would he she. Would yeah. remove the duct tape, clean the bodies, and then pose them, not together, yeah. but like pose them, like uh, so. Larson was was found in her bed. Um, she was sitting in the bed, uh, like posed in like a provocative position, you know, completely nude. Mm-hmm. Um in a very strange yeah. deal. So anyway, they start they start doing their investigation. Now, this was uh August 24th of 1990, Friday, August 24th. So as they're doing this investigation on Saturday, August 25th, just 8 hours later, they find a third victim, Krista Hoyt, who was 18. Uh, the interesting thing about Krista Hoyt, the reason why they found her so quickly, Krista Hoyt, actually, she was a freshman at at uh, University of Florida. She always wanted to be a police officer. So when she... Got to Gainesville, Florida. She got a job working for the Gainesville Police Department as, like, a dispatcher, Mm -hmm. secretary kind of thing. Krista Hoyt was never late for work. She loved her job. She was there on time or early every day. She didn't show up for work this day. So the police thought that was kind of odd, so they sent two officers out to her house for a wellness check. Uh Uh-huh so they get to the house knock on the door no answer it was a it was a male cop and a female cop the female cop stayed on the front porch and the male cop went around the back of the apartment building and as he went around the back of the apartment building there was a there was a a window a window with the blinds were like lifted on one corner so he kind of lit his flashlight and bent down and peered underneath through the window, and he could see uh, Krista Hoyt's body on the bed, same MO, hands-bound behind her back. You know, she had been stabbed in the back, and she had been posed Mm -hmm. in a provocative position. The strange thing about Krista Hoyt was there was one big difference. She had been decapitated. Holy shit. What's so bizarre about this, and we'll get into it later because I'm going to tell you who the killer was. But, so, her body was on the bed. Basically, it was sitting on the edge of the bed and her torso was slumped forward over her legs. Of course, she was naked. And her head had been severed from her body and her head was on a shelf looking directly at her own body. Holy shit. That's
0: fucking uh, crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a fucked up story. So while they're doing these, these investigations on these now three murders, okay, in two days, three murders in two days, while they're doing these investigations, all of a sudden dispatch gets a call that there's a robbery at the First Union Bank in Gainesville. Somebody walks in, ski mask on. Gun, robs the bank. Uh, it was kind of funny what they were saying was, was whenever, whenever the, the cashier was loading the bag with the money, of course she threw a die pack in there, and whenever she zipped the bag up, the, the robber was like, thank you, ma'am, have a nice day, and turned around and walked out of the bank. So they never figured out who robbed the bank. And, of course, they're like, okay, we've got three murders, and now all of a sudden we've had a bank robbery, okay? Well, come to find out, there was a... Uh, they had found, they had seen some, a white male walking into the woods behind one of the apartments, and so they followed him. And whenever they followed him in there, they lost track of him. But they found a campsite in the woods, and inside the tent... Was all kinds of evidence, but one of the things was a bag that from the bank and money that had this red or pink dye on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so they thought, okay, this is where the bank robber was staying. So they gathered up all the evidence. They they found um, you know uh, a gun, a screwdriver, uh, some clothing, of course the money, a knife. Uh, tape recorder and some other things. Anyway, they, they take all this stuff back and they enter it into evidence and never really think too much about it. So, this was on Sunday that this happened. On Monday, August 25th, this is day three, uh, there is a girl, uh, Tracy Paulus, her sister was trying to get a hold of her, or not, I'm sorry, not her sister, her her best friend was trying to get a hold of her, and she couldn't get her on the phone, blah blah blah. So her sister, or her friend, I'm sorry, sends her friend Tommy to the apartment to check it out. So Tommy goes to the apartment and immediately calls Tracy. Or call, calls this friend. I'm sorry. it was I, I don't remember the friend's name. I yeah. didn't write that down. But anyway, he immediately calls the friend, and he's like, It's Tracy. It's Tracy. It's Tracy. And she's like, What the hell? You know, at this point, the nation has heard about these three murders that have happened. So in the midst of them investigating these three murders, now a bank robbery, now you've got another scene with two dead bodies. These two be- dead bodies were 23-year-old Manuel Taboda, which they called him Manny, and Tracy Paulus. Now, Manny and Tracy were not boyfriend and girlfriend, but they did live in the same apartment. They had been friends all their lives, and they just decided... They, had, they were older in mm-hmm. school, and they decided when they went back to school, they'd just get an apartment, and they'd yeah. both stay there. So what ended up happening was... Every one of these cases were done the exact same way. There was a sliding glass door on the back of the apartment that was broken into with a screwdriver. Everybody, was, everybody that was murdered was stabbed to death. So what had happened was, when the killer went into Manny and Tracy's apartment, he goes to Manny's room and finds Manny asleep. He stabs Manny... Manny wakes up. Manny was a was a big muscular guy. Manny wakes up, and a fight ensues. Unfortunately, this guy ends up killing him. Um, then he goes to, and while this is going on, Tracy hears what's going on. She gets inside her closet and locks the door. Well, of course. This guy finds her in the closet. Like Michael Myers. Um, yeah, yeah. This is no Jamie Lee Curtis here. So this guy finds her in the closet, and he did the same thing to her that he did to uh, Krista Powell and Christina Hoyt. He duct-taped their mouth, duct-taped her hands behind her back, and this is one thing I didn't tell you about. All three of these girls... He cut their clothes off with his knife, raped them, and then forced them on their stomach, stabbed them in the back. Christina Hoyt was the only lucky one. They they figured out the first stab wound, severed her aorta, and she died immediately. So she has no idea, you know. Yeah, what happened? If if there's a good to come of this, uh, that's about all you can get. Um, So... He has he has now killed five people in the span of four days. All of this in Gainesville, Florida. So the police start looking at this, and they realize that all five of the murders have something in common. They have four things in common. All the victims were displayed in some fashion, some provocative pose or position or whatever. All of them were duct taped uh, across the mouth, and they were also duct taped to bind their hands behind their back. Every location, he used a screwdriver to gain entry into the sliding glass door of the apartment, and every one of these apartments backed up to Woods which they found the campsite in these woods. Now, all of these murders happened within, like, less than a mile of each other. Yeah, so what? So, what's crazy is, is, so now you've got five murders in the small town of Gainesville, Florida. Now the state police have showed up. The National Guard has showed up. And the media storms the town. Thousands of media Reporters from all over the world. It's scream have come to Gainesville. Hold on, hold on. So thousands have come to come to Gainesville. So as the police are doing their investigation, one of the one of the people that they they start looking at is this guy. His name's Ed Humphrey. Uh, he is twenty years old. Lives in Gainesville. He's got some mental instability. Uh, they realize that, you know, he's got some mental issues. He carried a knife, and he's got a history of violence. Um, so they really start looking at this guy hardcore. Well, this guy ends up... At it, it, some point, he gets on a fight with his grandmother and ends up beating the shit out of his own grandmother. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a good guy. So... He is arrested, put in jail, they go to search his home, and they find, they find all these magazines about knives, women, you know, crime, and all kinds of different stuff. So, they noticed after they put him in jail, all the murder stopped. He ended up being in jail with a $1 million bond. But they couldn't prove that it was him. They had no idea. He was just their prime suspect. Mm -hmm. So what they figured out through doing, you know, we're talking 1990. DNA was not, it was around, but it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. You know, now it's very simple. I say simple, it's scientific. (laughs) But we use it all the time. Uh, What they had figured out is, is there are certain people that... They call them secretors, okay, so what that means is is they can figure out your blood type from your sweat or your semen, yeah or saliva or whatever. Now, not everybody is a secretor. well, what they figured out is is the the guy that was killing these women was a a type b blood type B secretor, so of course they check him they check this. Ed Humphrey guy and find out his blood type is type A and they're like okay now they're lost they're like we thought we had our guy yet yeah. really don't know what you know happened there so <clears throat> FBI shows up FBI has this thing called VICAP, <coughs> which I don't know if you know what that is VICAP stands for Violent Criminal Apprehension Program. Basically what it is is that's a program that they put in the information, uh, evidence and clues and mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, motive and stuff like that, into a system. And it'll go out and it'll search the entire country. And it'll find, you know, offenders. Uh, it'll well, <laughs> what it does is Imagine. it'll say, you know what, the same type of crime happened here, yeah, yeah, or yeah. happened there, or whatever. Well, they got a hit. First time they did it, they found out that there was a crime that had happened in Shreveport, Louisiana, almost identical. Crime Stoppers receives a tip from Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, And the VICAP finds that in November of 1989, now we're at August of 1990 is when these Gainesville murders happened. In November of 1989, there was a triple murder in Shreveport, Louisiana. William Grissom, 55, his daughter Julie, 24, and his grandson, Sean, ate. All three of them murdered the exact same way. Ooh. The finest uh, motherfucker. Julie had been bound and gagged, just like the girls in Gainesville, stabbed in the back, and her body posed provocatively on the bed. So now the police are like, okay, now we've got something fucked up going on here. So they re- they received this. Uh, so the Grisham murders occurred on November fourth of nineteen eighty nine, but their bodies weren't found until November sixth of nineteen eighty nine. Um, so the crime Stopper, Crime Stoppers, had received a uh, a tip from a woman. Her name was Cindy Dobbin. Uh, Cindy Dobbin had, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you this. When the poli- so the, the Gainesville police went to Shreveport, Louisiana and got with the police department there. They found out that the perpetrator in Shreveport was a type B secreter, Same blood type,
0: as same secreter yep.
1: as the Gainesville murderer. So Cindy Dobbin calls Crime Stopper. And she says, hey, I think you ought to look at this guy. His name's Danny Rawling. And they're like, okay, why, you know, why or whatever. And she said, well, this guy used to hang out at our house a lot. And she said, one night my husband came in and said, that guy needs to go. He, he just, he needs to get out of here. I don't want to see this guy again. And so Cindy is like, you know, why? What happened? You know, I mean, the guy's here almost every night, you know, and and he's like, Danny Rollins told me that he likes to stick knives into people. And she thought that was odd. <laughs> so, you <Yeah>. know, uh, <laughs> she, uh, so she calls Crime Stoppers. Well, come to find out, These Grissom murders, Danny was infatuated with Julie Grissom, the 24-year-old daughter Mm. of the triple murder. So May 18th of 1990, we're going back a little bit. So Danny's father, Danny grew up in a kind of a tumultuous family deal. His father was a police officer. Well, apparently his father was very mean and abusive and he used to beat Danny. Well, they ended up getting into a fight uh, and Danny actually shot his father right between the eyes with a small caliber weapon. Dang! His father survived it. Oh, shit! He lost one eye and apparently lost an ear sometime in the scuffle or whatever, but <laughs> his father survived the shooting. Um... So in August of 1990, Danny flees to Gainesville, Florida. Mm -hmm. Come find out, he's staying in a tent in the woods. Down by the river. Well, remember, the bank robbery. Yeah, in the woods. In the woods. Okay. So here we are. We're a year, uh, you know, six months, eight months later. The police are like, whoa, wait a minute. We found a fucking tape recorder in that fucking evidence. Nobody ever listened to a fucking tape recorder. These fucking cops <laughs> pulled all this evidence in and found a tape recorder with a cassette tape in it and didn't fucking listen to it. <laughs> what the fuck? If they would have listened to it, they'd have gotten the whole thing. When they finally when they realized, holy shit, they went to the evidence locker. They pulled this tape recorder, started listening to it. Well, this Danny Rollins guy was really—he really wanted to be like a country music star, so he wrote, wrote a lot of music. No, country music it's another and stuff. damn Charles Manson. You know, yeah, you know. But uh, in there, he had talked about all kinds of weird stuff, you know. And uh, one of the things, like the very last recording on the tape, is like, "Well, I'm gonna," he says, and he even says his name on the tape. Um, but the very last thing he says on the tape is, he's like, well, I'm going to have to sign off now. I've got some stuff i got to do. And they think that was the last recording he made before he did the killings. the killings in Gainesville. So ten days after the discovery of the last body in Gainesville, Danny is arrested in Ocala, Florida for armed robbery of Winn-Dixie winn Dixie is like a supermarket down in the South. I don't you know, I don't yeah. know if you guys know or yeah. whatever. So anyway, so he's in jail for this. Well the police are like, Okay, we've got this DNA evidence. We need to go check this guy out. They go down, they get a perfect match. All right. So now they extradite this guy back to Gainesville. So he gets back to Gainesville and goes to prison. And the first person he meets in prison is this guy named Bobby Lewis. Now, Bobby Lewis is like a rock star in the prison. Bobby Lewis is the only man in U.S. history to escape death row. He didn't totally escape because they ended up catching his ass once. (laughs) Now he's back in prison. But anyway, this, uh, this Danny Rollin befriends this Bobby Lewis guy. And he actually wants to tell them what he's done, but he doesn't want to tell them directly. So he talks to Bobby Lewis, and Bobby Lewis actually writes a letter to the prosecutor because Danny has just spilled the beans on everything he's done. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a couple years go by, And it's so funny, they pull this guy into a room, an interrogation room. It's Danny Rollin, the Bobby Lewis guy, and all the prosecutors. Every time they ask Danny Rollins a question, if Bobby Lewis will answer it. And if Bobby Lewis doesn't know the answer, Danny Rollin would lean over and whisper the answer in his ear. He thought in his own fucking head that if I don't tell them directly, then it's not, you know, <laughs> they can't really fucking do anything. You know, it's not a confession if yeah, I don't yeah, tell yeah. them directly. So, he ends up fucking, he ends up going to trial for this, and he pled not guilty at, at first, and, you know, he's been in prison all this time, and they've got their investigation together, or whatever. Uh, it, Bobby Lewis and en- ends up introducing him to this woman, her name's Sandra London. And she does, like, investigation stuff and writes books and all this shit. Well, she ends up falling in love with Danny Rollin. Of course, you know. Um, (laughs) You know, and it's a fucking circus, you know. At one point, he fucking asks the court's permission to speak, and when he stands up, he turns around and looks at her and starts singing a country song to her. And the whole time, they're trying to get him to stop. And he never does stop. He ends up finishing the fucking song. Oh, Jesus. You know, but it was just, it was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, But here's where it gets really fucking weird. Oh, this is where it gets (laughs) really weird. Yeah. (laughs) It's not fucked up enough. So Danny Rollin claimed that he had multiple personalities and that he was basically possessed. Um, He claimed that he was possessed by a character character named uh yinad which if you look at that it's y-n-n-a-d it's danny spelled backwards (laughs) okay the other thing that was that's really fucked up is he claimed that the there was a demon inside him that was yeah perpetrating these murders uh that demon's name was gemini one of the prosecutors realized that in August of 1990, when he was in Gainesville, they were premiering the movie The Exorcist 3. The Exorcist 3, the killer in that movie, claimed to be possessed by the demon Gemini. I can't make this shut up, folks. <laughs> I just <laughs> cannot make this shut up. Uh,. There is so much information about this guy. Um, There's been a ton of fucking shit. But like Ryan said earlier, I want you to read this right here, right into the microphone. Let's see. Rollins has been
0: the subject of several written works. His crime spree inspired the screenwriter Kevin Williamson to pen the script of the 1996 slasher
1: Scream. That's exactly why I wanted to tell this story, folks, because you know what today is? Today's the premiere of the new Scream movie. Oh, shit. Came out today. Scream! Shit! Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, Danny Rollins is a fucking douchebag. Danny Rollins spent the rest of his life in prison, and he was finally executed on October 25th of 2006 by lethal injection.
0: How crazy is it that I guess that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, because it was funny as I was going through this, I was like, I wonder if Ryan knows this story. You asked and as me. I started going through it more and more and more, I'm like, oh, my God, dude, this is fucking insane. Insane. Well, you
0: asked me before we recorded if I heard about this. I'm like, ah, not really. I don't think yeah.
1: so. so. So truly, this this whole story I've told you guys about the Gainesville Ripper um or the the shreveport killer Mm -hmm. uh was really the antithesis of the scream franchise um kevin actually had heard the story and he kind of tweaked it you know because if you look at the scream franchise it's all about college kids getting murdered yeah you know um very crazy story. Uh, I'm gonna tell you guys right now. If you really, if you really want to get down and dirty with this story, 2020 last year did a fucking phenomenal episode on this whole thing. Yeah, I mean it was fucking. I I was sitting there in awe. I was in disbelief.
0: Well, it goes to show this you. This guy
1: was fucking sick.
0: Well, it goes to show you that the real monsters are fucking people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you know, you have to be worried about shit. Just, well, just around here, remember? Not too long ago. Remember the case up there fucking in Lebanon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, that was what? Seven, eight months ago? Uh-huh. You know, having people in cages and, like, torturing them and videos and all kinds of stuff. Who who knows? You know, and as of recently, in, here in Rolla, dude, they've had... um these cases with this white van, these white vans fucking trying to fucking snatch people up. Oh, shit, I hadn't fucking heard about that. Yeah, Crystal was just telling me, my wife was just telling me about um, this girl who was at a slice of pie.
1: I, I, I'd i like to see a fucking white van snatch me up. I like, I'm i going to tell you right now, if it says free Halloween shit on the side of it, I'm going to fucking jump right in there. I,
0: I wish I could have seen it happen in front of me because I would fucking love to put a motherfucker down
1: mm. in a heartbeat. But, That's uh, the thing that blows me, uh, blows my mind about this story is, uh, you know, how they didn't fucking stop this guy. I mean, I get it. It was so fucking quick. Yeah. But here, I mean, you're talking from the time he started – well, he, he killed the first three in 89, but from the time he killed these five college kids in Gainesville, it was ten days before he was arrested at the Winn-Dixie.
0: Yeah. You know? It's crazy, you know, because, like, for me, it's kind of like – it's kind of like if you if someone breaks into my house first of all you got to get past my fucking dog.
1: Yeah, well you're you're talking you're talking young, you know, 18 to 23 year old college students living in an apartment, you know, most of them aren't going to have animals, you know. I get why he preyed on these people. They were easy. Yeah. That guy and he was infatuated with women.
0: That guy would feel really bad if he broke into my house cuz
1: he Your break... wife would fucking beat him to death. Yeah, she would. <laughs> but not only that, but she really fuck feel bad. you fucking all... stab your wife, and she'd turn around and be like, Motherfucker, come yeah. on. All...
0: <laughs> Son of a bitch must pay. Sorry, that's a little uh, Big Trouble Little China reference. Yeah. But, uh, no, he'd feel real bad because the last thing he'd see is a fucking naked, fully naked guy with a fucking AR-15 red dot right on his fucking, fucking head. Fucking slapping him right in the mouth <laughs> of his <cock. laughs>
1: I don't need no fucking bullets. I'm gonna shoot you a semen, motherfucker. Yeah,
0: he wouldn't. He all, he all he all of a sudden all he'd see is a fucking green dot on his fucking chest, and he'd be like, oh, and then yeah. I'd say, and then he'd just see a smile coming from my bedroom as, as, as a fully naked man walking out there with an AR-15. <laughs> Dude, it
1: was it was fucking crazy. One of the things that we're talking about in this documentary was. Uh, you know how we fucking just went through all the fucking, you know, walk into a grocery store and everything's fucking gone? hmm. That was happening in Gainesville. But when you walk into the store, there was no more fucking door locks. All the fucking guns were selling out. You know, all these people were fucking scared to death. That's, going, that's what's I mean, going on. mean, the kids were leaving school and. What's fucking, going on in California right now? That's, that, that's fucking putting some serious fear into a fucking town, dude. Well, I'll tell you what, a quick way for you to get fucking killed is fucking putting up people scared,
0: dude, and people start getting fucking shot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's why...
1: The Gainesville yeah. Ripper, folks.
0: You know, it's... It's a crazy-ass story, and it's, you know... It's cool. It's connected to Scream and all that, you know, and whatnot. And
1: The Exorcist. Yeah, um, I, I thought that was kind of a fucking weird tie in you know. But, but I um, get it.
0: You know, I, I think uh, people just need to realize that
1: sometimes... The real monsters are people. Yeah, well, you know, and you look at that fucking tie-in with Exorcist. I mean, that just proves that, you know, some people, you know, have have the fucking mental, you know, decapacity. I don't know how to fucking put that, but, you know, to to allow a fucking movie to change their fucking mental outlook on well, shit, you. Well, I think if
0: I think if it would with the with a person like that's going to happen no matter what.
1: Right. Well, and honestly, this guy had already murdered three people. Yeah, he was that, just looking you know? for an he excuse. he was just looking for an excuse, you know. Yeah. So but uh so we're done with that story. I wanted to talk to you about some new movies. We've got ten fucking minutes. Oh fuck that. We got all goddamn night. Yeah, remember that fucking crazy ass wife you know what uh, yeah. you're talking about? You're gonna beat your ass when you get home. Nope, I'm sending uh, her ass over here. Do it, do it. Uh, I watched a really cool movie the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh from twenty twenty one. It was a movie called Separation.
0: Mm. I've seen that on my list, and Krista's has asked me about that.
1: Dude, you should watch that movie, man. That's fucking cool. Is it? Uh, basically, the gist of the story is uh, a young girl finds solace in her, her artist father and yeah. the ghost of her dead mother. Um, it, 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 was, uh, it was a very, very cool movie. What, what got me about it is is the, the guy that directed that film was uh, William Brent Bell. He did the Stay Alive movie. Yeah. Uh from two thousand six. Uh The Devil Inside yeah. from twenty twelve, which great movie. And then he also did uh Twenty Sixteen's The Boy, which I don't know if you've checked that out. That's a decent movie too. Is
0: that the one with a chick from uh Walking Dead on it?
1: Uh yes, I think so. And she goes she to goes the, to the the, the house. She's
0: supposed to watch the kid or yeah, something. Yeah, and it, he's like
1: a fucking doll. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, you know cast wise, I mean, it's not a star-studded cast, but one of the uh, the little girl in it is Violet McGraw. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in The Haunting of Hill House, uh, Ready Player One. She was also in Black Widow. Gotcha. Um, but the one that really got me, uh, and it's funny, I didn't even realize it. My wife actually said, "Hey, that's." You know, uh, there's a woman in there. Her name is uh, Mamie Gummer. Uh, she's Meryl Streep's daughter. So, well, look at you guys. And then Brian Cox. Uh, Brian Cox has been on a ton of shit. I mean, uh, you, would, you would recognize Brian Cox if you saw him. Here, let me... Let look, you, I know a Cox when here. I see you, one, okay? A, let me show you a Cox. <laughs> uh, as soon as I pull this picture up, you're going to be like, I know that motherfucker. I mean, he's been in fucking everything, oh, dude. Oh, Brian
0: Cox. Why didn't you say that? Yeah, I did. I did.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy has been in fucking everything. everything. Yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got fucking a thousand movies to his fucking credit here. Fucking Blade Runner. Dude, he's a, it's a yeah, ton of movies. Know. The Simpsons, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, God, just fucking... Super Troopers too. Yeah. Yeah, he was the fucking captain in yeah. Super Troopers. <laughs> uh, Penny Dreadful. Fucking, I mean, just Forsaken. You know, yeah, this guy has been in a fucking ton of shit. He but was in Forsaken? Uh, from 2015. That's a new one. Oh, okay. Um See, that's one of
0: my favorite not movies. The,
1: not the one that you're thinking of. I fucking yeah, love that yeah. movie.
0: It's one of my favorite uh, vampire
1: movies another cool movie i checked out was a movie called the manor from 2021 um it is about a uh a uh nursing home that it's almost got a cocoon vibe to it gotcha uh but with a twist it's fucking witches Ooh. yeah it, it was it was pretty good Pretty good, and then uh, another cool one that I think you'd get a kick out of is uh, there's a movie called Night Teeth.
0: Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, Did you? Watch I haven't it? seen it, but I seen that. I seen yeah. it on. My... Uh,
1: dude, it's actually pretty cool. Is it? Um, it's basically the story of a guy that's like, I don't want to say he's an Uber driver, but basically he drives a a limousine that's like an Escalade or yeah. something like that. And he ends up picking up these two girls.
0: Yes, and it, he's it. got
1: to take them around town while well, these two girls are vampires.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And he doesn't know it, you know, of course. And well, he he figures it he out. finds that shit out. He finds out. But uh, yeah, Night Teeth, pretty cool f- flick. Sweet. What'd you think about uh? <coughs> what'd you
0: think about um? Pulse.
1: Uh, Pulse was different. Um, I uh. It was weird seeing Cruston Bell in that kind of role. Yeah. Um but I liked it. Uh, it was a decent film. It definitely I mean, uh
0: felt like that era.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it had that total 90s feel mm-hmm. to it, you know.
0: You know, um I'm thinking about trying to uh do an episode maybe on like uh children's horror movies. That we, like, that kids could watch. scary, can scary watch. movies for kids.
1: Like scary stories and things like
0: that, yeah. Or yeah. scary stupid that. stuff like that. We but, can do that. You know.
1: Oh yeah. But yeah. Fuck yeah. Well that's an awesome
0: fucking story, dude.
1: So yeah, I mean it was get cr- a kick out of that. And like I said, story. my big tie in there was the Scream franchise. Which I guessed. <laughs> yeah. You did, you did. Um, you know, and Scream just came out. Today, actually. Um, Sweet. Thursday, January 13th. Uh, to be everywhere tomorrow. Uh, I was actually going to go see that tonight, but yeah, then we decided to record tonight.
0: He's so. like, thanks for ruining my fucking and night. No, no,
1: no. I'll probably go, probably go this weekend and see. I am a huge Scream fan. Yeah, I love Scream. I just absolutely love the whole fucking franchise. Me too. Um, I think what they did with that is beyond words. I mean, they really brought horror back to the yeah. mainstream. I mean. Well,
0: you know, it's, it's a, it, it's just, it's like the greatest homage to horror, you know, yeah. it's like a, it, i the especially the first one, I like them all, yeah. you know, of yeah. course, oh, yeah. but the first one just such an oh, yeah. excellent yeah. film, you know, that's a legendary film. Yeah.
1: It's funny oh, because, fucking, uh, oh my God. Rose McGowan, hey Mister Ghostface, (laughs) (laughs) yeah,
0: (laughs) fucking love Uh, that. All right, guys. Well, that's another
1: one in the books for you. Ah, that was a good story. That was a good story, dude. I like it. Yeah, it's a fucking creepy story. There's a couple things, like I said. If you want to see the the a really good documentary on it, 2020 did a. uh, uh an episode it's called the devil the devil comes to gainesville um there's also right now just came out uh if if you're a discovery uh subscriber uh you can catch uh, they have a uh, series called shock docs and their shock doc is scream this month oh cool and they talk a little bit about this but if you want the big story check out the 2020 episode it was from last year sometime
0: awesome awesome all right horror fam that's it that's it for this one that's it for this one we love you guys thanks for your support as always and um we're gonna keep keep on moving on and into 2022 keep on keep it on so uh all right horror fam we love you guys and uh more importantly as always until next time keep it creepy